Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special podcast series on compliance lessons from Venice. I just got back from a trip to Venice, and I put together a short podcast series on the compliance lessons that can be learned from this most stunning city on the globe. But first, a word about the newest podcast series on the Compliance Podcast Network, which will be premiering in December, Great Women in Compliance. Looking for the top new podcast in compliance? Look no further than Great Women in Compliance, a podcast with Lisa Fine and Mary Shirley, produced by One Creative. In this podcast series, Lisa and Mary will talk to some of the top female compliance practitioners literally across the globe about how they have achieved their position and what other women can do to move forward in compliance. It's going to be a great series. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Episode 4, How the Venetian Gondolieri Informs Your Compliance Program. If there is one thing that is ubiquitous about the city of Venice, it is the gondolieri, or the Venetian gondola boatman. You are never far from hearing their cry of gondola gondola to attract tourists for a fabled and romantic gondola ride. One thing I noticed about the gondolieri is that in addition to having a very stout pair of lungs, they are most always in top physical condition. They have to be piloting this very old craft around, in, and through the crowded waters of Venice. I thought about this as a metaphor for your compliance program. As a chief compliance officer or compliance practitioner, the more you get out of the office and into the field and meet the troops, the more fit your compliance program will be. Any best practices compliance program should have input from the geographies, cultures, business unit, corporate functions within the company. It is well understood that a compliance procedure that works well in the United States may not work so well in Indonesia. This means that a CCO or compliance professional needs to understand how the cultures in your organization work and then create a compliance program to fit those needs. It does not mean a company can continue to do business with corrupt intent, but if there is a culture of gift giving in a geographic area, you should have a you should determine a way to continue such courtesies all within the context of your overall compliance regime. Channeling the 2012 FCPA guidance, you should also work to train your employee base on the compliance protocol in local languages. Even in one country, this could mean more than translating it into one language. So, for instance, in Spain, you may be required to train in both Spanish and Catalonian if you have operations in the Catalonian region. Conversely, to make your compliance program more robust, you should not simply believe your own story or even worse, your own propaganda about the effectiveness of your compliance program. Simply because a country manager says something is true does not mean it is necessarily true. You have to get have to take the opportunity to get out of the home office, out of the corporate ivory tower, and visit international locations. This is the best way to find out what is going on in the field. In the compliance arena, your primary sources for information are the employees within your own organization. In addition, by getting out of the office, you can create relationships with company personnel. Bruce Rector, writing in the Houston Business Journal, in an article entitled, All Good Businesses Are Built on Personal Relationships, said, All business is, in the final analysis, about people, and therefore about relationships. At the end of the day, compliance, like business, is about people, and that means it's about relationships. Perhaps more importantly, it is the development of personal relationships which makes and helps to operationalize a compliance program. 
If you meet with your international sales team, my corporate experience is that they will appreciate that you took the effort to travel, to train, or even meet with them. They're also more likely to tell you things in person that they would not tell you via email or even over the phone. One of the criticisms of anonymous hotlines and other internal reporting mechanisms is that they lack the personal experience that can lead to, to mistrust, if not actual distrust. Getting out into the field and meeting folks goes a long way to overcome this frailty of human nature. Finally, by getting out of the office and working directly with other company personnel, you can set expectations appropriately. This is true for the compliance practitioner, whether you're dealing with third parties, vendors in your supply chain, agents or other foreign business representatives, your employee base, senior management, or the board of directors. You must set the expectation that if something occurs materially, that materially impacts these expectations, you must immediately communicate to that person's or business affected. Nothing will derail a business relationship or indeed any relationship more than blindsiding someone with bad news that has been withheld for some time. By properly managing the expectations of the company's compliance group with the relationships that you have established with the company, you will make the doing of compliance less stressful for all involved and once again help to further operationalize your compliance program. My observation about the Venetian gondoleres, my observations about the Venetian gondoleres that in addition to having a very good set of lungs, they are all physically fit because they have to be, and it's tied directly to the job, which is propelling a gondolari. As a CCO or compliance practitioner, you can get out of the office and make your compliance program more robust and in greater shape. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I hope you'll join me for our concluding episode in this five-part series on compliance lessons from Venice, where I take a look at how straight from the lion's mouth informs your anonymous reporting system. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of my special five-part podcast series on compliance lessons from Venice, and I hope you'll join me again for another episode. I also hope you will subscribe to my podcast series, either through Libsyn, through my website, www.fcpacompliancereport.com, through JD Supra, or through my new site, the Panoply Network. I also hope you will check out the Great Women in Compliance podcast series, which premieres on the Compliance Podcast Network in December 2018. Compliance Lessons from Venice has been a a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.